from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C., this is Update One, the club's official podcast. It features newsworthy stories originating from the NPC facilities, as well as broader topics related to journalism, communications, press freedom, and transparency. I'm Adam Cano, and joining me today is Eileen O'Reilly. She is the 116th president of the National Press Club and managing editor of Standards and Training at Axios. Eileen, welcome to Update One. Thank you for having me. Before we talk about your goals as president this year, let's begin with the club itself. What is the state of our current operations, and what do you see in terms of further pandemic rebound? Well, I am very excited to say that we're finding after the pandemic, people are so hungry for in-person events, uh, networking events, um, social events, all that type of thing. So we are here to make them happy. Yeah, I understand 2022 was our most profitable year, I think. uh, (laughs) It was. I know it's rather ironic, but um, it's interesting. It's mostly because. And there are several factors in there, but one of the factors is that um, we were able to ramp up our events, you know, near the end of the year. Um, at the same time, we had not yet ramped up our our labor, um, you know, the people that work here full time. So we were, you know, like so that was an advantage we have as far as finances is concerned. But um, so you you're yeah. you're definitely prioritizing these in person events. What do you think that's going to look like from a professional, newsworthy perspective? Um, Well, we are aiming for the most, you know, interesting newsmakers we can find. Um, That's always our goal. We're the place where news happens, and we want to retain that for sure. Um, We've already had many events, which I'm really excited about. We had, you know, Representative Comer from the very busy Oversight Committee come talk to us. we have the Secretary of the Navy, Carlos Del Toro, come. Um, the Commandant to the Marines, uh, David General David Berger, come. Um, and then two Northern Ireland politicians came by as well to talk about, you know, what's happening there. So it's been very busy, and um, we just want more and more. Yeah. The membership, of course, of the National Press Club is composed of professional communicators as well as journalists. What type of programming do you see could be a benefit to those communicator members? Well, honestly, I think, you know, for one, I I talk to communicators all the time and they are interested in a lot of the same things journalists are interested in. You know, they just want to know what's happening, um, how to communicate better with each other, what the new technologies are that might help convey our information, um, as well as like networking opportunities and um other social activities that we have. Austin Tice held captive in Syria for more than a decade continues to be top of mind for you and other club leaders. What's the latest on that? Well, yes, as you know, Austin has been gone for 10 and a half years. Um, He was working as a journalist in Syria when he was taken. Um, Almost a year ago, President Biden talked to the Tice family um, on the situation, and he said that they would try to engage with Syria in talks. Um, As far as I know, that has not yet happened, but I'm not, you know, privy to a lot of the security concerns, Um, but we will continue pressing the administration to, you know, fulfill their promise to the Tice family to try to 
engage with Syria and, you know, to get Austin home is more than over time for him to be home. So absolutely. Like your predecessors, you're emphasizing the importance of press freedom for your team as uh, for your term as MPC president. What specifically do you want to see within this overarching priority? Um, press freedom is obviously hugely important to the club and to me personally. Uh, one thing I have done that's a little bit different is I've created a different, a new council. Um, I think it's called Press Freedom Advisory Council to the President. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's um, 10 people that are well known in the press freedom community who I mean, a lot of them are parts of the different teams that we have and they can tell they can you know collect because I want everyone to be thinking about press freedom and you know for their team and so these representatives will will tell us there's the suggestions from the team you know their ideas and we can kind of consolidate how we you know the messages we send out regarding press freedom and events that we want to hold just to make it a little bit stronger um We've had Rachel Oswald, who leads the press freedom team on uh, a couple of times and certainly plan to have her back to talk about various aspects of press freedom. You've also raised the topic of media literacy, you know, and especially when we see these sort of widespread layoffs of journalists and the, the news deserts that have been created and the distrust that's been sown in journalism. What do you think the NPC can do to help, not just on its own, but perhaps in conjunction with others? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the National Press Club, this is definitely a huge problem throughout the United States. Um, and I think the National Press Club, in combination with the Journalism Institute, are are we're thinking about ways that we can work together to try to help address these issues. Um, you know, we want to support local journalists and help, you know, if they need training, we can help do that. Um, you know, we can News deserts doesn't only um, is not only in like local regions, but it's also, you know, includes underrepresented communities. So I think that's another area we should try to, you know, reach out to to get more, have more dialogue about the, you know, problem why there has been limited coverage of those communities and how we can increase coverage. Um, and you know, we could work with some of our, you know fellow professional organizations like NAHJ and NABJ and the others to, you know, have a dialogue on the issue and what we can do. Yeah. And sadly, the challenge is not just a domestic one, given all the propaganda from our near peer adversaries, including regarding the invasion of Ukraine and the Chinese high altitude balloon incident. You've worked and studied abroad. What what can the club and its members do to counter a, a threat that's increasingly global? As far as media literacy is concerned or press freedom? And, and and propaganda. And propaganda. I think it's just constantly um communicating with other people. Um when I was in I was in Tokyo in January and I met with some of the board members at the Foreign Correspondents Club there and in Tokyo. And um, you know, we were talking about like how maybe we can possibly do a Zoom event you know, with both clubs, it might be tricky with the time difference, but, <laughs> but something like that, where we can talk about, you know, journalists in Hong Kong and um, what they're facing for press freedom and journalists um, in India, as we know, is, there's been a crackdown there on press freedoms there. 
So I think if we just um, constantly reach out and have those conversations, that's one way we can improve that area. Yeah, and you've sort of anticipated my next question because media literacy and counting propaganda and all that are, are really important. But it seems like even the most basic role of media in a free society, and you mentioned some other ones like Japan, you know, in India, it just seems to be at an all time low. So, you know, what do you think about the role of a professional organization like the National Press Club to reach not only other journalists, but to reach beyond perhaps our traditional audience in a, in a broader way? Uh, given that there are these sort of foundational assumptions that we thought were in place in terms of media and a free society, and yet even those seem to be under challenge. Yeah. Um, well, I think one way is, you know, trust in media has fallen, not only here, but internationally. Um, and I know you and I have had this talk before, but I would love for the press club to like do a series of some sort, I don't know if it'd be broadcast podcast or a photo or a mixture um, of just talking to journalists and reminding people that, you know, journalists are your neighbor, they're your, they are your PTO, you know, uh, organizer, they are your coach, your soccer coach, they are people in your community who are just trying to, you know, shed light on what's happening and why it's important. Um, and, you know, give people the information they need to make informed decisions. And I think if we could just keep hammering that message across um, and showing examples that I'm hoping that that will help rebuild the trust people have. And I think another conversation is, um, you know, like we can have sessions with other on trainings on standards, because I think that's an important thing to help with this trust in showing people why it's important to be accountable, why it's important to be transparent. Um, you know, if somebody does make a mistake because that happens, how to be, how to show what happened and, you know, why it was corrected, that type of thing. So. Yeah, no, and I want to get to that topic of of training and standardization, since that is something that you uh, you specialize in, but I going back to your previous point, I do think there is value in perhaps demystifying journalism, right? Putting a face on it, humanizing it a bit more um, so that perhaps it isn't uh, allowed to be, you know, painted with one brush the way I think it so often is. Yes. But again, your your day job at Axios includes running the the onboarding and training programs as well as standards discussions to promote engagement and conversation on on how Axios improves its coverage. And so do you see an opportunity to apply those management skills within the National Press Club's teams and the other stakeholders that we have? Um, of course. Um, I feel like you know, I already have brought some of those management, management skills, you know, in building the teams. We have 16 teams, which I'm really excited about. Um, and they're very all energized and have tons of great ideas. Um, so and I think like the Press Freedom Council, just a way to try to harness those ideas and hopefully like like build them into a focused strong you know public uh press freedom message um as far as training i think the journalism institute does a fantastic job of trainings and you know you want to partner with them in the ideas behind those uh they are they've got a lot of great ideas and i know they've already run several trainings which are very important so eileen thank you so much for your time of course.
Yeah. Eileen O'Reilly is the 116th president of the National Press Club. You can follow her on Twitter at Eileen O'Reilly 10 and at NPC president. I'm Adam Cano. Thanks again for listening. You have been listening to Update One, the official podcast of the National Press Club, the world's leading professional organization for journalists and a vigorous advocate of press freedom worldwide. If you have any questions or comments about Update One, send an email to updateonepodcast at gmail.com.